0: Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UTV. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together for your host, Cameron Esposito. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together.
1: What's up, guys? Let's hear. you want want them to see you it's they're right there yeah get in here you made it that was adorable you little wavers you little waving buddies let's hear it for them oh you guys it's a tuesday i'm your host cameron esposito it's going to be a great show we got some comics in back they can hear you let's hear it for them let's hear it for those people oh yes yes rocking them snakes just, just, just sneaking out. Uh, how you guys doing? What? Yeah. Yeah, it, I understand. You're in a shame place because you have slip-on shoes on. It's okay. I, you know what? I would of these, I would wear those. But it's not. It's just like a, I'm not. Hey, this is not like a. Wow, you got so stressed out. Um... Yeah, I, f- I have fucking amazing boots. Yeah, I'm like, um, well, how old are you? Yeah, I'm 32. So at this point, at this point you wear these, you know? Oh, there was a time <laughs> when I wore those, but not anymore. Yeah. I try. Yeah, that's what you have to look forward to. That's the entirety of 32. It's the same shit, but boots. <laughs> Plus, your boobs get weird. <laughs> <laughs> but you are, like, also a sm- uh, smarter and more functional person. I don't mean anything against you. I just mean you learn. You know, the longer you're, longer you're here, you, you learn some stuff. So I do think I'm doing better uh, at this age than I was at your age. But what are you up to at 24? What's up, what's up in your life? Do you, uh, do you have a, a job? You work in TV. What do you do in TV? Uh, personal assistant. You're a personal assistant. Yep. There you go. <laughs> that feels 24, you know, but you know, 32, and then your personal assistants will buy your boots for you. So that's how it's gonna go. That's what you have to look forward to. Yes. Um, great. She's doing great. On my way in here, I saw two friends of mine, and they were standing in a way where I had to walk between them. But I didn't notice that they were there uh, because directly behind them a man was hugging his Girlfriend or wife. I don't know. It was an amorous hug uh, With a lit cigarette (laughs) Positioned in her hair. Do you guys get what I'm saying? Like he was cupping the back of her head, but there was a lit cigarette with a big cherry uh, just uh, and her hair was poofy, you know? So I was watching as the strands were falling around the fingers. And I know how fire works. <laughs> and so I, I, my friends were like, hey, Cameron. And I, uh, and I just went like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just, and I said this out loud also. The person was very close. I was like, I'm sorry, I was just distracted because that guy's going to catch his, that girl on fire. <laughs> And my friend goes, well, that's why I got a prescription for Wellbutrin, because I used to notice stuff like that, too. I think she thought that I needed to be medicated out of seeing the world as it fucking is. But I'm not crazy. That woman's head is going to catch on fire. And somebody has to be alert in that situation. It's not going to be half of Los Angeles. It's not going to be 90% of Los Angeles. Because, I, uh, because this city is distracted, generally. I've never seen so many people just driving. And it's not like, I understand it's like, ooh, texting and driving. I'm not talking about texting and driving. I'm talking about just reading and driving. Just reading. <laughs> just reading their laps. Their, their hands aren't even moving, so I know they're not just like, be there in a second. Like, I know they're not. That's, you still shouldn't do that but at least that they have a commercial against. Like, at least enough people do that that they've decided to make an ad campaign where it's like, you're gonna get there. Unless you die first. Don't text and drive. But like, not even enough people just read full newspapers in their laps on a tiny object that people made a commercial for that. Because people are like, no, oh, I'm pretty sure nobody does that. But they don't live in our city. Um, <laughs> And those people, by the way, the lab readers, are just passing you. That's the other thing. They're like, fucking speed up! I'm doing two things! <laughs> Stupid pieces of shit. I think I'm a little cranky because I was in, uh, I was in Portland over the weekend. And um, I'm from Chicago. Chicago's like a city. That's not where I expected to get an applause break. But I'll hold what was your favorite part of the show well she said Chicago was a city and I thought that was pretty fucking rad because she didn't call it a state or a county I was just like yeah she identified that it's a city so it has a mayor she said Chicago's a city like there's public transit there's like um Parades. Does that make sense? Why I would say that that's a thing of a city. There's um, like weird street festivals and people that you have to bump into who are different than you, and you just see them and you have to navigate them. Maybe on a bike because it's a city. Um, and Portland is like that too. Portland is like that, but but also like with a West Coast sort of a relaxed environment where it's like a city there's a lot of stuff going on but none of it's going to get done quickly uh you are going to wait one and a half hours for a napkin in portland you better fucking believe it because the girl that serves you is just gonna be like oh i i was making a purse (laughs) so you
0: understand (laughs)
1: But that feeling of community and being close to each other and, like, having to run into each other. And I I miss it here in this city. I like this city. When people talk about L.A., a lot of people give, especially if you go travel other places like I do for work, sometimes when I say I live in Los Angeles, you'll honestly, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm pretty sure you do, fellow residents, if I'm like, I live in Los Angeles. And also, I usually call it Los Angeles on the road because then I feel like people are going to be like, wait, what'd she say? You know, like, I'm going to get it past them that I live in L.A.? I can't explain that designation to you, but you should try it. It sounds artsier. Oh, I live in Los Angeles. It just sounds like you do less clubbing, which I do, so it's accurate. Yeah. Don't do a ton. Um, so when people, when you go other places and you're like, oh, I live in Los Angeles, there's always, there, there are people that just go, bow, bow. <laughs> Which is weird, because I live here, uh, first of all, a lot of people live here. That's This is the second largest city in the country. So that's a lot of people that you want to yell that at. I feel like that's a lot of the population that you're disagreeing with. And also, um, I think a lot of people live here for you know a bunch of different reasons. I live here for work. I really like this city, but I live here for work, and I feel like very few people would go up to a politician and be like, Haha, oh, you live in Washington, D.C.? Fucking sellout. What are you doing there? You can't commute from Iowa and be Undersecretary of the Navy? A lot of people would have said President, but do you see the level of specificity I'm working with? Undersecretary of the Navy. I don't even know if that's real. <laughs> so I live here for work, and I'm happy to live here for work. There's a lot of opportunities. It's really amazing. Coming from Chicago, there, are, there aren't necessarily jobs that you can have in comedy. You can do live shows, and that's great, and the live shows are great, but uh, there's no consistent source of income. There's nobody to hire you. There are no shows there. There's no movies. There's nobody to pay you to do your job. You get paid in drink tickets or fun. <laughs> And I feel like one thing about Los Angeles is, if you do move out here for work, I know this is not true for some people that move here, but if, or that live here. But if you do move out here for work, the whole city kind of feels like the campus of your job. You know, if that makes any sense, it's like there's a cafeteria, and you like might run into that person. Like it's you're you're driving into the parking garage, and like you gotta get out. It's not a. It doesn't feel like a city to me, even living here and even liking it. I mean, I hike around, but that just feels like I'm just like going to get. Uh, A leg stretch break before I hit the coffee and go back to my job like that's it feels like the whole city is uh... Well, what's like a company Google yep (laughs) I did just ask what is a company And then I Google So I did deliver It feels a little bit like Google, too, because it's, like, innovative, and anything could happen at any moment, but also nothing could happen! Get back to work! This is the fastest slow city. This is the fastest slow city. You have to drive fast while you're not looking at the road, while you're looking at your phone to get an email that says that you might have got something. Who knows if you did? All the jobs are here, but none of the fun. There are very few parades. And I'm happy to live here, and I don't think the people are bad. Some people are like, oh, the people are bad. No, the people are fucking nice. They're nice because they know they're going to need you. <laughs> that is true as shit. I have not, I've met very few people that were mean to me. I know that I've definitely met people that were angling as to why they were nice to me. <laughs> Maybe in a couple of years, they think. <laughs> people are very nice here. And I don't, it's not like a, I don't think people are fake. I think people are at work. I think people are at work. They're not, they're just, it's not, they're not, uh, they're not hanging out, they don't go to the bars, uh, how would you get home from the bar? You can't drink and drive. Uh, you can, but again, not the best idea. (laughs) i naming things that are bad to do in cars. Um, so when you go away, I think, and you go to a city that has that feeling, it just makes me miss it, it makes me miss that little community aspect, that thing where you're interacting with people and they drive you crazy, Uh, That thing where, like, you see somebody almost burning somebody's hair and, like, many people are available to stop it. Like, not just you. You aren't just, like, the sole safety person in the entire city, like, making sure it doesn't burn down. And, uh, I guess just to conclude this portion of the show, (laughs) I am thankful for you guys because one thing that has been consistent in my life for over the last year and a half is that, you know, every Tuesday night I do come here and I do this show. So you guys are kind of a community for me. Uh, And therefore, I'd like you to leave your addresses um, (laughs) when you leave. And I'll be over uh, tomorrow. (laughs) I'm just going to pick one of you. I'll show up between 9 and 9.15. We'll do a quick meeting and then I'll be on to the next And we'll keep going uh, for as long as it takes for me to visit all of you in your homes. So if you wouldn't mind please welcoming me, that is going to feel great. And uh, the most welcome I can feel is if you really set your house up to be a parade. So, you know, hire a band, floats are okay, uh, you know, whatever you need to do to make it feel like a parade for you. (laughs) Does that sound great? Okay, guys, we're gonna keep the rest of the show rolling. I've been amazing so far. I spoke a lot of truth to power. And uh, this this next comic, it is his first time at the show. Now, whenever it's somebody's first time at the show, we go crazy. We welcome them with so much love in our hearts. So let's hear it right now for Kevin O'Shea, guys. Give it up for Kevin.
2: Stop clapping there. Thank you. Keep it going for Cameron, you guys. My name is Kevin O'Shea. I just turned 30 this year. Thank you. I'm just as enthused. Okay. A couple people jumping in now. Uh, I'm turning 30. Uh, I don't really know how I feel about it. I know how my friends feel about it, because every time I mention that I'm turning 30, they just look at me and yell, dirty 30, dirty 30. And I don't know what it is. It's just some shout of people born from 1982 to 1986, terrified that they're about to turn 30 and like it's their way of claiming it. It's like dirty 30. I don't know what it means, but let's be fucking honest. Like I did, I did dirty teens, I did dirty 20s. Like let's just call it what it is. It's business as usual at this point. It'd be way more shocking if I had like a clean 30s. It would be more shocking if I cleaned my room once when I was 30. Also, I'm 30, and I call it a room. Not an apartment, not a house. <laughs> Cleaning a room. That's what I'm talking about at age 30. That's where I'm at, you guys. I mean, look at me. Like, I need to cut my hair or start a Black Sabbath cover band. Like, those are the options in my life right now. For those listening on the podcast, I have curly, shoulder-length auburn hair, and I'm fucking rocking it, all right? But I need i need to cut my hair or start a Black Sabbath cover band. Like, that that's a choice that I need to make right now. Like, I need... just go to a barber, get gainful employment, or pick up a bass, learn how to play Sweet Leaf. Those are the two options in my life right now. Maybe there's a third option where I reference more popular Black Sabbath songs. Who knows? I need to cut my hair and just get a job at a used bookstore. Yeah, because I can't go into used bookstores without people assuming that I work there. Fun joke, right? Fun fact about it, you guys. I didn't write it. I lived it. It's a little bit different. Yeah, less pen and paper, more just people shouting at you about Salman Rushdie on your day off. Look, I'm just trying to sneak in and get a used copy of Fifty Shades of Grey. Just a slightly used, a not too used copy of Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm gonna pay in cash, I'm gonna refuse the receipt. Getting erotica how you're supposed to, all right? On the download, not on the download, no Firefox tabs to close, no history to delete. You just get your dirty book, you put it in a dirty bag, you go home, you do your dirty business, when you're done, you bury a hole in your backyard and you call it a day. Instead of that, I'm explaining to some 14-year-old kid doing his summer reading what a fatwa is, you guys. Look it up on Wikipedia, it's a bummer. <laughs> I guess my point is I look like I should be on a Discovery Channel TV show about hipsters mining for gold in Alaska, ironically. Gonna end in another what I look like joke for the podcast listeners. You guys are welcome. I'm a big fan of comedy. I hope you guys are big fans of comedy too, otherwise awkward, right? I'm a big fan of comedy. Uh, I, lately, I've been really into like golden age comedy, like silent movies. You know, I really love, I really love Abbott and Costello. Cool, one person's gonna love this joke. (laughs) I love Abbott and Costello. Um, They wrote one of the most famous American comedy bits of all time called Who's on First? Yeah, Yeah. all right, we're up to three people who are gonna enjoy this joke. Maybe seven. Um, It's great, it's an amazing bit of comedy. The only problem with it, you guys, is it's like 250 years old, the kids don't get it. Like, I'm like, I'm a young comedy, well I'm 30, I used to be a young comedy writer, but like, I'm a comedy writer, I can take a pass at it, do an updated version of Abbott and Costello's Who's On First, and I want to do that for you tonight. So here we go. (laughs) Baseball players nowadays sure have wacky names. (laughs) Yeah, they're Dominican, you fucking racist. (laughs) And scene, Thank you. I'm a big fan of baseball too. Any any baseball fans here? Am I asking a UCB audience if there are sport fans here? There's probably more fans of the Huey Lewis and the News album Sports than there is sports fans here. But I've stuck with this. We're gonna go with this. I love baseball. Is my favorite sport. And like the sport, the game is cool. But I'm really fascinated by baseball players because they're superstitious, you guys. I'm, just, I'm intrigued by any job an adult has to do where you have to follow superstitions. Like, I don't know if you guys know this, actors are really superstitious. They'll never say Macbeth, not even when they're waiting tables. They won't do it. Surgeons are really superstitious people. They are, they wash their hands before every surgery they do. It's a little OCD. Baseball players, baseball players are the most superstitious though. They're just like superstitious. They are. <laughs> I hope you guys know this. They have a rule. They have a rule in baseball that if it looks like a pitcher is going to throw a no-hitter, he's going to throw a perfect game. If he's just striking out everyone who comes to the plate, they have a rule that no one on his team is allowed to talk to him. That's a real rule that they have. It sounds crazy, right? But I think, I think it makes sense, you guys. I think they know he's doing so well. They don't want to say anything that will get stuck in his head and fuck him up, Right? And I think that's the same reason why my parents never say they're proud of me. I hope it's the same reason. This next joke is kind of given away by that last joke. I'm battling depression my entire adult life. I just say battling not because it's an accurate description, it's just the word that people use. Like, there's no swords, crossbows, or trebuchets involved. I'm not like looking up at a hill and just being like, Depression! It's not what's been happening. Like if you want to be accurate, I guess you'd say I've spent my whole adult life um, ignoring depression on the hopes that it will go away on its own. That's the accurate, more sadder version of what I've been doing. Uh, I've been doing better lately. I've been talking to a doctor about things that I can do to fight depression. I don't know if you guys know this, though. Anything you can do to fight depression sounds like the most depressing thing you can do <laughs> with your life. This is a true conversation I had with a medical doctor. Kevin... Have you tried practicing smiling? <laughs> Doctor, I just, I just want to clarify. I asked you how to fight depression, not how to hide from my friends and family that I'm a serial killer, right? Stop playing around, Kevin. Just try it. You, just, you wake up every day, you go in the mirror, and you practice smiling for five minutes. Just try it. And guys, I tried it, and the worst thing is that it works, all right? It's so sad. I don't know if it's the placebo effect or what, but here's what you do. You wake up every morning. You look in the mirror. You practice smiling for five minutes. Then you follow that up with practicing holding the gun in your mouth for another five, and you're good to go. You're set. Hey, thank you, guys. I've been Kevin O'Shea.
1: Man, you guys are snuggled very closely to one another. That's a great response for that. It's not usually the fella that does the woo. And that's what I fucking love about you. Yeah, man, that's what I'm talking about. She look at look at her. Are you okay? Is everything right? Yeah, I guess not. It's not very often somebody hides their face fully in a sweatshirt, but it's okay. I'm like a very nice person. That was a great snore. People are bringing a lot to the table in this section. Woo, hi. It's great. Great, uh, sir. Because she's losing her mind. Uh, how, it's okay. Also, it's all right. You don't have to. No problem. Are you okay? Are you alright? Are you, are you crying? Oh no! Okay, well we'll just talk to
0: somebody else.
1: I was walking in Griffith Park today and I saw a snake. Is that what this feels like to you?
0: I was like, I can't believe it's real!
1: You know what's really funny? Yesterday I was in Griffith Park and I saw that same fucking snake in the same fucking place No, I know that I get what you're saying. You're like, that's not that weird. That's where that snake lives. No, have you, do you guys know what snakes are? They are very thin And mobile like the just the Just by the width alone the fact that they'd be able to replicate the place that they're in two days in a row doesn't make any sense. <laughs>
0: it's
1: like a pickup stick.
0: <laughs>
1: so. <laughs> Tough to. Whatever. Uh, <sighs> how are you doing? Are you alright? Yeah, right. yeah, what'd you do today? Um, what did we do today? You went to Amoeba. You went to Amoeba. That's cool. Did you pick up some uh, some jams? Pick up some records? or? some VHS. You got some VHS. Do you have a VCR or are you just like interesting in a different way <laughs> oh we collect VHS but we don't we can't play them <laughs> it's like a visual thing um not with the but I just mean the static tape uh what'd you get what'd you get on VHS they got it turns out you get a lot of shit on VHS for pretty cheap these days <laughs> they some dumb, horror movies. dumb horror movies yeah that sounds now is that do you guys go together yes. and did that are, are you guys dating you're married, yeah. So, like, the ultimate... in dating. <laughs> Pretty long date. Hopefully, 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 Cross fingers, cross fingers, cross fingers. 50% of those dates go home, uh, early. And then at that point, they go Dutch. Do you get that? That was like a... Okay, um... That's, do you guys like horror movies together as a couple? Is that like part of your thing? Yes. Yeah, you, you are so not sold on your own life. <laughs> like you're saying yes, but you're just like eh, yes. Love, yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 What'd you
1: say? No, it's okay. No, nobody here's gonna be like fuck this bitch <laughs> For backing up her interests by standing behind them. Everybody's like no, everybody's chill with it. It's okay, it's not weird to go into details. Do you like horror movies? I love, yeah. yeah, see, that's the answer right there. See? Yeah, you love horror movies? I do not uh, like horror movies at all. Uh, because I'm a, I'm a little frady baby and I can't deal with it, even for a second. I can't. I saw Seven when I was in sixth grade and I am still pretty sure that that guy oh, wakes up, he is not dead. He's just thin. That guy loved it. Very specific Seven reference. Why would there be all these air fresheners? Oh, God! Maybe you can give me some tips or tricks. Here's why I don't like horror movies. I always imagine that they're going to happen to me always always I love okay that person agrees yeah uh I love action and sci-fi movies because if that happened to me I would stand in for like and I especially love like female protagonists you know like I love to watch Sigourney Weaver in Alien because I'm like oh she's just gonna like put that robot in her arms and then BAM you know like that thing Um, this crowd is individually appreciative (laughs) Every reference is for one person.
0: <laughs>
1: but um I think ghosts are probably real and sitting on the end of my bed. I've never even seen a movie where they do that, but I know there's movies where they do that. And so the fact that I know that there's movies where a ghost sits on your end of the bed, I'm always like every night when I go to bed, I'm like, ha! There you are, ghost! <laughs> Sitting at the end of my bed. What do you want to talk to me? I don't wanna find out who killed you. Go away. (laughs) Scary. Do you now can you look in mirrors while you brush your teeth and not assume (laughs) that you can't see somebody behind you? Yeah, Yeah, it just doesn't bother you. I mean it bothers me. I don't know. So like it does it scare you momentarily, but then you can put it away? Yeah, I think so. Okay. How?
0: Yeah, I don't know either.
1: I mean, you are physically tinier than me. Like, I am a tiny person, but you have a lot of bravery because you're like, I can deal with it. there's somebody behind me while I'm brushing my teeth, I will, uh... Knock them out. That's right, sir. I was gonna say, crack my toothbrush so it has a sharp end, and then go low in the organs without turning around so that they don't know that it's coming and can't shield you got one good shot like that. You know what I mean? Low and hard from behind. (laughs) Weirdest couple that's been to the show in quite a while. (laughs) I'm not saying, I mean, mean, you can talk to me, don't necessarily talk to the other comics, but I love your level of response coupled with your level of fear. It's as if I am your horror movie. (laughs) You guys have been great. Let's hear it for all the people in this section. Hey, uh, we're gonna keep it right on rolling now. This next comic, we've been friends for quite a while uh, since we lived in Chicago together. He's doing great out here in LA. We always love it when he comes by the show. Let's hear it for Mr. Prescott Tolk, guys. Give it up, for Prescott.
3: I'm sorry, I should have come out that, I knocked the door, I'm also sorry, I, I don't understand lighting and performance, why, it, what purpose it serves, I, I always come out and it looks like I think you're all disgusting, I, <laughs> I'm just adjusting, I'm, I'm, you know, it takes some time, I'm sensitive to light, alright, I'll talk to you, because they, uh, they're in the light, there. <laughs> My name is Prescott Hulk, Uh, I was just named the number 4 comic on List.com's list of comics that did not make other lists. (laughs) I was mad, I wanted to be 3, because uh, then I could say I was top 3. You can't say top 4. Because people know you ever have that guy yeah i went, went to the i went to uh one of the top 11 schools <laughs> yeah i'm going to bet it's number 11 <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> all right no one you're trying to pull there <laughs> I, I everyone is stating their age tonight i feel like this is uh i don't know some kind of rite of passage <laughs> for our set but i'll go ahead i'm i'm turning 37 on uh on thursday 37. So yeah, if I uh, die before then, uh, take back that applause. <laughs> Wasn't earned. Was not earned. So check in. See if I made it. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I, I'm, I realize 37 is middle-aged because we all know middle age means if you multiply it by two, you'll probably be dead. <laughs> So I'm uh, going to be 37. I really don't want to die. I don't understand how, like, I understand, like, people could get killed and this and that. But, like, I feel like if I just keep talking, like, I can't die. (laughs) You know, and it's like, I feel like life is one long filibuster. (laughs) That's why I keep talking. I sometimes also think if I just go around muttering, like, I don't want cancer, I don't want cancer, I don't want cancer, I don't want cancer, I don't want cancer. cancer." Like, it would be really weird if I got cancer. Like, that would be fucked up. He spent a lot of his life just muttering, I don't want cancer. Give him a break, seriously. I want cancer. I, uh, it's so we are getting old because I don't feel like I look old. Like, I look in the mirror and I feel like I look the same as I did 15 years ago. I really do. I feel like I look young. Then I look at someone who's young, like 25, and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck is wrong with that person? <laughs> they have serious growing issues. They are way too, how are they walking? How are they walking? They're so young looking. I realized that when I rewatched recently uh, *The Karate Kid*, because w- when I saw, it, I was like eight years old, I think. I was, when Mr. Miyagi beat the shit out of those dudes, I was like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> Miyagi rocks!" But I was just watching, I was like, "Yo, why is Mr. Miyagi abusing those children?" <laughs> what the, he's like taking out Hiroshima on every one of these dudes. <laughs> What is going on? I miss being a kid. I do. I, you know, it's just. My favorite part about being a kid is getting undressed like this. <laughs> right? My arms are up, I'm tired, mom, take it off. <laughs> the whole time you're thinking, man, I'm such a good boy. <laughs> I totally lifted my arms up for this woman and everything. Clearly, I'm gonna be a success in life. I'm somewhat of a I'm, a, I'm a slight success, I don't know. I'm writing, I'm a writer for uh, Kevin Hart Show on BET. I don't know if you've ever seen him. It. It's weird, I'm, I'm the only white dude in the room. It's me and uh, nine black dudes. It's not weird for me, though. I, that's how I've always, it's, for whatever reason, I grew up in West New York, New Jersey. I was the only Jewish kid, white Jewish kid. It was a Hispanic neighborhood. Everyone was Cuban, Dominican, Puerto Rican. And as a result, I I suffered a lot of positive bigotry (laughs) growing up. I remember my dad brought me to the public school to sign up. They looked at me and they looked at my name. They're like, your name's Prescott? I was like, yeah. They're like, are you sure you're going here? (laughs) I was like, yeah. They're like, all right, we're going to put you in gifted and talented. (laughs) Isn't there some kind of test? No, your name is the test. There you go, you passed. So he's like freshman year of high school. I was sitting in homeroom, and Mr. Verdino is like Prescott, there's a guy outside who wants to talk to you. I go outside and this guy's like, Hey, I'm Mr. Verdino. I'm the coach of the tennis team. You're now the captain. He's like, but I don't even play tennis. Is your name Prescott? Yeah? You're the best one. You're gonna rock. I, I'm going back to work actually next week. We're starting writing season four, which I'm excited about because I have been at home uh, watching way too much daytime television. It, I, I hope you all have jobs and do not subject yourself because my girlfriend is tired of hearing who got stabbed today. That's all it is. Daytime television is just like, okay, these are the six people who got killed terribly today. So you might not have a job, but at least you didn't get stabbed. <laughs> the commercials, too. I feel like the commercials are... like they, They're telling you that things are not going well for you. Daytime television. like What they're offering you is things that should tell you you're not well. Right? It's all pills. I feel like there's a lot of... A lot of it's like, if you took Prolaxar, call us now. There's been a class action lawsuit and you could be eligible for money. Now, I went to my doctor. I was like, dude, can I get some Prolaxar? (laughs) He's like, no, they stopped making it because there's a class action lawsuit. I was like, fuck. All right. (laughs) But then the next commercial's like, ask your doctor if Clarisol is right for you. So I went to my doctor, I was like, is Clarisol right for me? He's like, I don't know, but here. <laughs> because I'm like investing, I'm hoping that like five years from now they're like, have you taken Clarisol? Give us a call. I feel like the other commercials, there's like a lot of commercials that are trying to convince me to buy gold. And then there are a lot of commercials that are trying to convince me to send my gold in for cash. I just want to call one of those people and be like, dude, dude, I'd call this other guy. (laughs) All right, that's my time, everybody. Thank you so much. Had a great time. Enjoy the rest of the show.
1: Oh yes! Hey, we're gonna keep the show right on rolling. Uh, this next comic has done the show before. We loved him. We're happy he's back. Let's hear it now from Mr. Matt Manser, guys. Give it up for Matt!
0: Come on!
4: Right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, so uh, I'm from uh, I'm from Michigan, and uh, I was visiting home recently. Uh, stayed with my sister for a little bit, and she's uh, she's kind of religious. And I saw in her closet she had uh, this board game. Uh, it was a Bible Outburst. Uh, which is, is a real game. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to play it. It's probably a lot of fun. But you know, what's not fun is a uh, Christian Scientist operation. <laughs> uh, Cousin that, instead of pulling the things out of the guy, you just pray he gets better. <laughs> and he doesn't. That guy just dies. So I don't uh, recommend that game. Don't go out and buy that one. Uh, I'm a big music fan, and, uh, have a, here's a fun music fact for you, fun music fact. Uh, the song Isn't She Lovely by Stevie Wonder, uh, that is not a rhetorical question, he really doesn't know if she's lovely, and is just looking for a little help, so, if you see him, just let him know, just let him know if she's lovely. Um, uh, I had a had kind of a tough breakup recently, and, uh, You know, I can still remember, like, the little things about her, uh, you know, like, uh, the smell of her perfume or, like, the the taste of her lip gloss or, uh, the last words she said to me, hey, stop eating my lip gloss. (laughs) Weirdo. (laughs) And she was not wrong for thinking that's weird. It's pretty weird. I, uh, I was watching, uh, I was watching Animal Planet recently and, uh, While I was watching there was a brief clip of the Statue of Liberty on there so I realized Animal Planet has been Earth this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get that past me. Not getting fooled. Uh, So, uh, as you can probably tell from my outgoing personality, I'm known for my wacky impressions in my stand-up act. A lot, of, a lot of big, big impressions. I do have one. I have one impression I've been working on. Uh, this is uh, the rap part of every Linkin Park song. The rap part of every Linkin Park song. The feelings that I feel. They make me feel bad. I want to feel good. Instead, I feel bad. Good, good, good. Bad, bad, bad. Not, not happy. Sad, sad, sad. And then screaming. And then screaming. Right. And uh, I know that that's the rap part of every Linkin Park song because I own their first two albums and legitimately enjoy those albums. And you guys laughed at my sincere, honest impression of the rap part, so fuck you guys. No, no, it's okay. It's okay that you laughed. I'll accept that. Um, I have. Uh, I also got some pretty good news recently. Um, I got accepted into the, uh, the Just for Last comedy festival, which is pretty cool. Um, uh, I should say it's probably not what you're thinking. It's the Just F O U R Labs comedy festival, and so I'm hoping I get at least one of those laughs while I'm there. They're going to be hard to come by, from what I understand. Um, you, know, you hear a lot of guys like like complain about uh, being like being in the friend zone, and you know yeah it can be tough when like uh, someone you're attracted to just thinks of you as a friend Uh, but I gotta say it is even worse if you are stuck in the brother zone (laughs) just really tricky to get out of that one tried many times and it's not not a good one to be in very difficult uh, uh, any uh, House of Cards fans here? A few? Um, yeah, I actually I actually don't watch the show, but um, I've had a lot of people tell me that uh, they think uh, the writing on House of Cards is amazing. And uh, those people telling me that are the writers of House of Cards. <laughs> they're, they're very impressed with themselves. Very much. Um, I'll leave it on this. I uh, read this article um, about, uh, there's this guy in India who married his own grandmother, which, um, I thought it was really weird. Uh, you know, I didn't even know that India had rednecks. And you know, it just got me thinking that you know some people, maybe even some people here, uh, might be Indian rednecks and not know if they are. And I just came up with a, few, a list of a few ways to see if you might be one. So you can use this and find out. Um, so if, uh, if you've ever done tech support using one computer That's on top of another computer that doesn't work anymore. You might be an Indian redneck. Uh, If you lost your job at the factory because it was outsourced to yourself, you might be an Indian redneck. If you've ever been too drunk to do yoga, you might be an Indian redneck. Finally, uh, if your dad used to walk you to school because you were both in the same grade and you are Indian, <laughs> you might be an Indian redneck. Uh, that's my time. Thank you very much.
1: Let's hear for Matt Manser, guys, one more time. <laughs> you guys got pretty nervous about the Indian redneck jokes. <laughs> of an audience just goes, uh
0: <laughs> Where is this gonna go?
1: <laughs> Last week I had a very unusual experience. Uh, so far in my life, I had a I had a big show. I had a show that was a fundraiser, um, and booked on this fundraiser. This is not a this is this is a real thing. This is not like a name droppy thing. This is a real thing. I'm gonna tell you uh, that I, I did a fundraiser and the the lineup was um, was uh, was was Ray Romano, Brad Garrett, who played his brother on Everybody Loves Raymond, uh, Bill Bellamy, who, as you know, invented the term booty call, <laughs> J.B. Smoove, um, also Rob Riggle, David Koechner, and me. Thank you for applauding for that. But my, my point is, those are very famous comics who are also all men and all 15 years older than me, at least. And I wore, like, a little suit. And I just was like... I mean, when I found out that I... When I found out what the lineup was going to be, I was like, Oh, you are a jokester. But here I am, the comic. Like, I thought... For sure. I mean, that's a strange lineup. For just, like, a million celebrities, then this one lesbian. Like, it was a lot... It, that's a lot. You know, that's a lot. Those are all... And I actually, I actually have never met any of those comics. You know, when you do comedy, you meet a lot of comics. I had never met any of them. Uh, there was a red carpet element to it, so I had to stand, and people said, like, Cameron, 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 Cameron. And they took pictures of me. I didn't know how to hold my body, to answer your question. I just went like... And there are photographs that are on the AP. You can Google like Cameron Esposito at Right to Laugh, and it's just me with my belly out like a like a toddler, <laughs> surrounded by the most famous like s- sitcom. Just name, just and then there was like there was one other woman who was a chair of the event who was like so beautiful she was just wearing a onesie. You know, she's just like, oh well, <laughs> I don't have to try any harder than this. She's wearing a onesie and she was like seven feet taller than me. I am, I am two feet shorter than everybody else in these photos. And my belly is sticking, like, I'm just, I can't. And then I, and then I was like watching this woman. So I was like, oh, I guess you just like cross your legs. So in the other half, I just look like then I had to pee. (laughs) I was very nervous because as I walked through the event, a lot of... So first of all, I really want to... You know, you really want other comics to respect you, especially comics that have achieved that many things. All these names, are, those are people I really respect, and I have never met them. And then I had to walk through the room, and I don't know if you've ever been to a fundraiser where people buy individual tables, but people had bought the tables in this room, and there were little name cards of uh, who the tables were. But instead of it being like the name of a person, it was just an emblem for like a major television network. So it was just like NBC and CBS and ABC and like Fox. And so I'm looking at all these tables just surrounded by these celebrities who also are, I'm at their waist. Just being like, I loved you in the nineties when I was a child. <laughs> you remember how you were on TV as an adult already? Anyway, this is my fiancé. We're tiny. Like, it was just... I was trying so hard to hold it together. I was doing a lot of... It. I mean, I, I mean, I can be very confident very conversational. So I was doing okay. But I don't know if you've ever been so nervous that, like, your body just isn't working well. Like, I... You know, when you're just, like, missing handshakes. You're just like, as you were! You know, like, you're just... You're not... Like that kind of thing. You're accidentally punching the person behind the person you're trying to hug and you shouldn't be hugging them anyway because you don't know them. <laughs> and I say all of this because... So I would say there were like... Mm, I don't know how many people in the audience. Let's say a thousand. Uh, and it was at a big theater. So so I go upstairs to go to the bathroom. Now the bathroom is up this set of stairs that's behind part of a curtain that, a, that is next to the stage. However, still like... Mm, five tables of people have a great view of this staircase. Now the show is just about to start and I am up first uh, because I have no reason to go up any other place than first. <laughs> and I go to the bathroom to pee for the 89th time really just looking at my phone to be like what jokes do I even have? You know, like just like loading nothing to just be like is there anything else in the world besides this moment right now? I'm so nervous. And um, I came down from the bathroom and I just missed every stair. <laughs> I fell at the top, and then just all the way down. Just, I fell on each stair along the way. I just fell down all the stairs. In a tiny suit, I just fell down all the stairs. Just fell right down, so hard, so hard. Here's the amazing thing. Nobody backstage, none of the other comics, can really see what has happened because of the angle of the stairs just kind of facing the stage. So I was like, I, and also, you know, It was one of those moments where you're just like, and I'm falling, and up! You know, like, I just, I popped up immediately. But it had been a big fall. And the entire way down, I was also making eye contact with these tables. There's, like, five tables who are eating their appetizers who are like, oh, no! Oh, no! And it's like an event to raise money for kids, so they're probably like, Is this one of the
0: kids?
1: (laughs) So I go backstage for a second. I'm actually bleeding. I'm actually bleeding, but I'm wearing a jacket, so you can't really tell that I'm bleeding. And then I have to go out on stage. Honestly, it was two minutes later. And it was fine. I did great. Like, I did really well, and I was so proud of myself because I, like, remained calm. I just used all my stand-up skills that I had, you know, learned over years and years. And, uh... Here's the part that I love. I love that like, because I walked out and I said immediately just like, hey, I know I am the least famous person on this lineup by far, but I'm going to be pretty famous very soon, so fucking get used to this shit. (laughs) And I also said I am the only woman on this lineup, so uh, get your fill now. I love thinking about... Like, I, I, think, I, I think I impressed the room because I didn't know who I was, but I love thinking about those five tables who were having such a different experience <laughs> than everybody else. Everybody else was like, Who is this kid? She's got it! And these people were like, Oh, my God, she's so
0: hurt! <laughs> that girl just fell hard! <laughs> Guys, well, we're
1: gonna keep the show rolling. This next comic, it is his first time on the show. Let's. What are we doing? It's somebody's first time on the show. Let's hear from Mr. Fall Odo, guys.
5: Keep it going for Cameron and everybody to see, huh? What a fantastic show this has been. Oh, boy. I just uh, I came in from New York City uh, today. It's my second time in Los Angeles, and thank you for having me. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, it seems like just a sunnier gauntlet here. Um, just as expensive, just as annoying in certain respects. Uh, traffic takes the place of people threatening your life on a regular basis. Um, I really do enjoy living in New York. Well, sort of, I, I, I dance between loving it and hating it, uh, as most people there do. But I'm sure some of you have spent some time there. One of the beautiful things about that city, as expensive as it is and as annoying as it is, I mean, it's so expensive. It's like trying to rent an apartment in Epcot Center. You try to explain that to people, and it's like, no, it's like $7 sodas. It's obnoxious. Um, but some of the beautiful stuff are the little uh, aspects of the horribleness that you get to witness and not take part in, and, uh, and, and it's just like a free little show. Um, I'll give you my favorite recent example. I got to see, just the other day, a bird flying to the side of a woman's head uh, <laughs> directly, which you're right to laugh. That's the correct reaction to that. Darkened her day, brightened mine, perfect. But if you step away from it and examine that situation, I need to give you more information because that's not the best part about it. The best part is her reaction. She reacted like it wasn't a big deal at all. And that is huge. That is fucking huge. Okay, let me paint the picture. So she's walking down the street. This happened in Manhattan. And nothing unusual is happening at this point. Like, she's kind of muttering to herself, but not in, say, an unusual way that might attract birds. Just sort of like... Like just a standard New Yorker person trying to suppress a boiling, seething rage just beneath the surface. And here comes a pigeon screaming out of the sky, whips her right in the side of the head, and there's an explosion of hair and feathers, and this is all she does in response to that. She just whacks it and keeps walking like it happened all the time and that fucked with me on a level i don't even know how to process yet as i'm saying it to you i don't know what that means exactly because that's like a a fucked up thing to witness like i feel like i have bad luck because of it let alone have happened to you i don't know how you just keep going wherever it is you were going or doing whatever you were doing and not at least acknowledge the situation for just a moment, just stop for a moment and say, Nobody else see that goddamn bird? <laughs> Smash into the side of my fucking head? Nobody else see that? Are we that alone to each other <laughs> on the street that we can't acknowledge that human moment? Am I dead? Is this how I find out I'm dead? birds don't see me just like poking people as they go past on the street what the fuck does that even mean I don't know what that means and all I can figure like having a little bit of time away from it is maybe it's like one of those how shitty is your life type situations right like how terrible is your life where that's probably not the weirdest or worst thing that you expect to have happen to you today so you just shelve it and keep going what the fuck is oh my god what is your life like just stealing yourself every morning before you unlock your apartment door just (laughs) 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 okay It's the first. (laughs) Time to pay rent. That's $9,000. That's a lot to have agreed to pay for a studio that I share with a fella who only has that one pair of pants that he doesn't even want to wear. But that's Craigslist. Just living in the city of dreams. Speaking of which, gotta get my dad out of jail again today. That's becoming a real thing. Oh boy, but nobody's gonna keep Brenda down. I'm gonna keep auditioning. I'm gonna make it on Broadway. You just wait. It's gonna happen. Probably just another bird. I assume. (laughs) Probably just another of the dozens of birds that crash into my head on the regular since I moved to this godforsaken city. You know, you don't hear that fucking Jay Z song. I just, you know, what? Else? What? What else is on the to-do list today? Let's see. Get gypsy curse lifted. I was on my way to do that. And then the bird. So, anyway, sometimes it's just too much to do in the the day. It's hard to, like, fuck your life. My heart really went out to that woman. But honestly, only so much. Because I am a person existing in that life as well. And I had to look at her and be like, look lady, I got my own problems. Like, I, I can't be out there. You gotta get a net or a, or a tennis racket or some shit and just be on top of it. I can't be out there hitchcocking all those birds for you. You got your own life to live. I got my pro- I don't even speak the same language as my landlord, so you gotta figure that out. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. That's the danger of, of that, that environment, I guess. It's a, uh, it's good and bad and When it's good, it's like, ah! And then when it's bad, you're just Googling nooses. Like, how do I tie one of these? It keeps... so awful. Um, But I I guess I understand. It's just like, we're all going crazy. Everybody, no matter how hard you hide it, like, I see it in your eyes when I talk to you. (laughs) You're just like me. You're just faking it. Everybody's just trying to mask the accumulative insanity that you're dealing with every day so you just mush it down and you don't strangle every dumb fuck that deserves to be strangled because eventually they'd probably lock you up like after two or three they'd be like this I thought was some Shakespeare in the parking lot situation but this guy's off the hinge so they'll eventually lock you up but they won't even be mad they're like I get what you're doing but you're giving people ideas so we're gonna uh, we gotta run this Barnes and Noble for a couple of more days so we're gonna lock you up as an example um, but you know it's all the dumb shit that we concern ourselves with there's no reason to focus on the nonsense that we do Like, I don't know anything useful. I got all kinds of bullshit in my head. Who in here knows how to kill a zombie? We all up to date on that? Everybody got the zombie thing locked down? How many of you guys know how to plan for retirement? Me neither. I don't know that one either, but I got a whole plan for zombies, um, which won't ever happen. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I do know, I just to try to appreciate the, the I try to see the silver lining. My favorite thing I ever saw, because I do need to leave, I have a tendency to ramble. Um, but my favorite thing I've seen so far, which could be looked at as good or bad, and I choose to look as, as good, was a, uh, I was coming out of the subway, and there was a man on the corner who wasn't homeless, but he was going that way. Um, and he had like a, a suit on, it was filthy, it looked like pig pen and, uh, and, and he had like a couple of cardboard signs he'd written all kinds of nonsense on and one sign had a lot of information multiple paragraphs, different pens were used if that's any indication as to the effort and then on the other sign he had a little bitty sign with great big letters and this one just said where's the documentation? And I assumed that had something to do with the other sign but he looked like he stunk and he might bite me so I kept walking. I get ten steps past this guy and this is what I hear yelled at him at this volume. Man, you to summarize that shit, just screamed at him. And it was the best thing ever. I took a knee in the street. I was laughing so hard, because it's the only thing that could have been yelled at this guy that would have made any difference in his life whatsoever. Like, don't get a job. You can't get a job. Don't call your family. That ship sailed. You need an editor. You need to trim that nonsense down to an acceptable level that people can consume as they walk past you on the street. Next time I come by here, you better have a question mark on a post-it note and just be shaking that at everybody you guys are great support this show and everything they do
1: guys Paul Otto one more time for Paul hey we have one final comic left but before we bring him up uh, just a special guest on the show are one of our other producers Ms. Rhea Butcher let's hear for Rhea Butcher hello come out chat with me we're a triumvirate of producers there's Ryan McMenamin in the booth you can give it up for Ryan Podcast. Did you know that this is also a podcast? And so you can listen at your house um, wait later. You know, At your leisure. Or out in the world. I don't, you know, Out in the world. Be pretty advanced. Um, you could listen here. That would be rude. But, you know, meta. And I would get it. But I would understand. I mean, you couldn't listen to the current one. That would be cool. That would be cool. But that would require time travel. A lot of time travel. And if travel. you have the capacity to time travel, that Why feels are like you? a waste. Yeah. Why are you watching this show? Yeah, it feels like a waste of the time travel. It's a great show, but... There's other things to do. But maybe they've done other stuff. Trip. Now I'm realizing. Okay, okay time travel. Yes. You're just like, you've maybe you've already taken care of everything else. Yeah. And then they're just like, well, there was that great show. You know what I want to listen to it and listen to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that feels like that'd be kind of cool. Like you would get yourself in real time laughing. But wait, but if you travel back, then the first time. You wouldn't have do you know what I mean, Rhea? Yes. Because like they'd be listening but they'd be there, so would they laugh in the same it's impossible to know. It's impossible to know. Yeah, that's that's why time travels hard. (laughs) Would you suddenly become a dick and know exactly when to heckle? Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah, that's right. And then it's is it does it does the podcast edit itself? That feels like true from everything I've seen in the movies. <laughs> would we approach the singularity uh-huh. by listening to the podcast yeah, and watching the Johnny show? Johnny Depp would become a computer if you did that. Yeah. You guys remember that movie from earlier? It was bombed. Uh, Nobody here. Tonight. It was on tonight, uh, earlier tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are you feeling? We are, well, we're vegan for three days.
0: Three days, three days. days.
1: <laughs> three days vegan, which that hey, loves it. for me is uh I'm I'm a lifetime vegetarian. I've never eaten any meat. So at this point I'm just cutting out all the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just like also, don't want to eat any food that tastes good. I like good. that you like had to make sure everybody knows. I want everybody to know yeah. all the time. <laughs> I am all but... Uh, that, 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 that. <laughs> I was pretty close to that. Like, I've I been just, working pretty hard geez, most of my life. Butter. But other than that, blah, nothing. Um <laughs>
4: I'm three an only child.
1: I like to get credit for Three days vegan. Yes. By the way, that sounded like how an old lady would describe that. <laughs> three days vegan. Um, so anyway, uh, just working on my old person impression. <laughs> Generic old person. Three days vegan is my least favorite Christian rock band. Yes. <laughs> they are the worst. But remember, he was vegan for three days because he was dead. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Which begs the question how he pushed that stone without any protein. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's the hardest part. <laughs> it's because he was vegan. <laughs> so that's, that's cool. And we're, yeah. we're three days vegan. Rhea hasn't had coffee in two days. I haven't had coffee in two days. And I
4: I don't know what's don't, going on. I haven't on murdered
1: tonight. anyone. I don't know how that's... <laughs> I keep sneaking it late at night. Not late at night, but like <laughs> Which is seven. how coffee's I've supposed to work. I've been making it all day without having coffee. And then at seven, I'm like, fuck Fuck this! <laughs> I get very angry, and then I have to take shots of it. Right. Then you just splash hot coffee on your face. <laughs> I keep running. Right, I'm, I'm not going. drinking it. I'm waking myself up with 3rd third, Third-degree burns. Um, and then quickly treating it with vitamin E oil, and then off I go. Right. So that's nice. And we were traveling this weekend. We went, we to, went Portland. to Portland. And I lost my voice while we were there. Even. Um, I don't know why I said Even. <laughs> But I lost my voice, and you know what was one of my favorite parts of the trip together? What was your favorite part of the trip together? When I lost my voice, and then I had to just point to things and see if you could understand what I'm saying, because it's like, are we connected or not? <laughs> oh, I guess, so, th- I, so we're fiancés also. Like, yes. this is, yeah, we're pros, pros, pros. I mean, do
0: you, you can tell that by these
1: outfits. Although, I, let me interject for one moment. What? When we, we, we went to an event together, uh, and this, she was uh, having photographs taken of her, and this woman... That lady. event. Yeah, we were event. at that event. Um, the event from a minute ago. Uh, the, the event that you fall at. Yep. You're... <laughs> falled at? Wow. Well, oh. I've been vegan for three days. Oh, baby. <laughs> I feel great without coffee. I'd fall to nice one. i fall down. <laughs> Holy shit. Mm. I can't believe I said that. These we're... women's are nice. Well, anyways, you was being at that show, yes. and someone was taking a clicky of you. Um, no, so you were getting your photograph taken, I was off to the side, and this woman leans over to me. She looks at you, and then leans over to me and goes, is that your sister? In a way, yeah. <laughs> Fucking right on, man. Right on. You know what, though? That's not that weird to me that she asks the that. She no, asked I mean, that. it's not that weird. Because I know people sense that something's going on, plus we both have brown hair. <laughs> right. We look so much alike. Yeah. But I mean, you know this, but they don't know this. My first girlfriend ever, we used to get that question all the time because we were similar height. I will say she was Korean. <laughs> and I am a white person. <laughs> And I'm not saying she couldn't have been adopted. I just think, like, is that your first guess? Your first guess. They're kissing. I bet they're sisters.
0: They've got to be sisters.
1: They're kissing. They're not the same race. I guess they're sisters. Sisters. I'm not saying we couldn't have been adopted sisters. I'm saying, like, there's an easier solve for that Rubik's Cube. Oh, this is a very affectionate, biracial family. affectionate. (laughs) Stupid <laughs> idiots! <laughs> yeah, she asked it for your sisters. What did you yeah. even say? I didn't hear what you said. Uh, I said uh, <laughs> no, uh, but we're fiancés. And she I hope said, you said it that dismissively because that <laughs> I mean, teaches her a lesson. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and then I think her next question to me was, "Oh, how long have you known?" about like how long I knew I was gay. Which, I just want to give you guys a quick PSA. If you meet somebody uh, that, who is gay, don't ask them that. Uh, no, it's a great icebreaker, because then it's like, oh, did you cry during heterosexual sex? You know what I mean? It's like a nice, <laughs> a super fun thing to talk about. Bleeding. it's like perfect for a party. Right. When did you know? Because it's like, I mean, younger generations, I think, are going to have an easier way of finding this out. Sure, but, but if you're our age, like, it was hard fought. Especially yes. if you're a woman. There's generally, like, a time when you just said not know. Because I think women have, like, a larger uh, span of accepted behaviors. So, like, a lot of women don't know that they're gay. They're just like, I'm best friends with her. and um, Really into softball. Yeah, and we don't necessarily know what that means. This is but, for my sport. I yes. swear. But then you figure it out. Then you're like, um, oh, it's because I, yes. But it's not necessarily like the best. Oh. Well, wait, is this too personal? Do you know what I'm thinking no. about? See, can you remember? It's a personal detail. I don't it's, know. It applies to what we're talking about right now. I didn't go for it. She won the Oscar for it, and it's Hillary's wink. Okay. Do you remember the story I'm talking about, about you? I don't want to. Oh, say we can it. talk about that. Okay, you why. should say it. Well, I used to say that the first time I ever had sex was pretty gay because I had I lost my virginity during the movie Boys Don't Cry. <laughs> uh, Her heterosexual virginity to a man. You lost yes, your virginity heterosexual to For a man. To man watching watching the, the movie man. Boys Don't Cry. Boys don't Cry. <laughs> Which, by the way also rented by myself sure, in high school and I watched it eight times <laughs> Yes, in my basement and I just rewound it a lot I was like oh. that's a movie you don't rewind because it's sad it's, it's really, presa- really 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 sad you don't rewind that in yours, unless you're like I feel an affinity for this I just kept being like oh a cornfield
0: <laughs>
1: sure I've seen a lot of violence on perpetrated against Hillary Swank is my point yes But just to get to those parts with a Chloe Sevigny. Uh, okay. But... (laughs) I mean, I rented it on a date, so... (laughs) (laughs) Could you pay attention to what was going on? In the movie or in the sex? Either one. (laughs) Uh, You know what's the most amazing uh, movie I ever really got to a lot of bases on? (laughs) Speed (laughs) 2. in the theater whoa cruise control remember when you were in high school and you were like nobody can see us <laughs> i my, i we're, our hands are in each other's pants and we are in a public place <laughs> but this half darkness will help us to not be awful <laughs> are teenagers still doing that or is it just like netflix just... has taken that right out of the equation <laughs> absolutely Come on, guys. I know you fucked around in movie theaters, so look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs>
0: anyway.
1: Um, well, you've been great. Thanks. You've been great, Rhea. <laughs> you've been pretty good, too. Let's hear for Rhea Butcher. Thanks again. Uh, hey, this next comic is our final comic, so you can really lose your mind for him. We love him on Put Your Hands Together. Let's hear it right now for Solomon Giorgio, guys. Give it up for
0: Solomon.
6: hi. That was a tepid response, thank you. It was very lovely. Um, <clears throat> I, I, too, am, uh, am also openly gay. Uh, not all the time. I, I take a break for Kwanzaa. Sometimes I just only want to be black. <laughs> But I was a very effeminate little boy. I couldn't help myself. I was a little baby boy diva. Uh, I uh, one day taught myself how to hula hoop on roller skates. I once made four black women cry in a Costco by singing Whitney Houston's Greatest Love of All. But my father uh, did not care to have an effeminate son. Uh, And whenever I did something effeminate, he would make me do something manly. Uh, Like one day we had to learn how to throw knives. Uh, It's just a skill I have now. (laughs) And he also, he'd always buy me an action movie whenever I did something effeminate. uh, Because there's nothing homoerotic about action movies. (laughs) At all. The only thing more homoerotic than action movies is sports. Um, gay porn is third place. It's, like, giving a gay kid an action movie is like giving a, uh, a pedophile a middle school yearbook. Like, it's... <laughs> this is a rough idea of what I'm into. Um, thank you. Like, I got my first boner watching Terminator. I got my second and third boner watching uh, Point Break. Um, And Top Gun, well, made me (laughs) come. It's a sexy movie. But my favorite year uh, in elementary school was the third grade, because that was when there was a gayer kid in my class. And that was wonderful. Um, His name was Jeremy. Uh, He spoke like a Southern Belle. He was born and raised in California. (laughs) He was a big Reba McIntyre fan. You didn't have to ask because he wore her shirt every day. Uh, and the best thing about him was that he had a fraternal twin brother who was a foot taller than every kid in class and outweighed, like, outweighed everyone by 100 pounds and did not like it when you made fun of his brother and his best friend Solomon. And it was the greatest. We got to be the most effeminate little sissy boys we wanted to be, and it was, oh, so wonderful. Because Sloth was protecting us. <laughs> we would sing show tunes, and we'd play Star Trek The Next Generation every recess, uh, which wasn't much of a game. It was just the two of us arguing who would got to be Counselor Deanna Troy and who got to be Dr. Beverly Crusher. And then they moved away. Uh, and the whole school called me a faggot at the same time. Uh, yeah, that story doesn't have a happy ending. Uh, I was a gay youth. Uh, <laughs> but speaking of happy endings, I was, uh, I was recently performing fellatio
0: <laughs> on
6: a gentleman collar. Uh, mid-session, uh, he removed his phallus from my mouth and smacked it against my cheek thrice. I got up off my knees. I looked him squarely in the eyes and I said, Sir! are you challenging me to a duel? <laughs> <laughs> Don't dick slap me when I'm giving you a blowjob. Is... You know what, I'm not getting paid, it's a blow favor, so... share with you guys. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, Black to the Future. is what it's called. It's Black to the Future. Uh, very, uh, very much like, it's going to be a parody of Back to the Future with a black Martin McFly. Uh, except when uh, black Martin McFly hops into DeLorean and he looks over at the flux capacitor and he sees the year 1955, he takes a moment and goes <clears throat> <clears throat> I don't think so.
0: <laughs>
6: Get the fuck out of the car. End of movie.
0: <laughs>
6: <laughs> I am. I haven't seen 12 Years a Slave, and I'm probably not going to watch 12 Years a Slave, because uh, I have nothing to feel guilty about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a part I know what the movie's about it's the story of Solomon Northup who was born a free man spent 12 years in slavery got released and then wrote a book about it and there's a small part of me that wonders how the other slaves at the time felt about him how long was you a slave? (laughs) 12 years that ain't too bad (laughs) sounds like a slavecation to me What was that? You wrote a book about it? Nigga, I can't read. Get out of here. Alright, you guys have been wonderful. <laughs> Solomon George,
1: you guys. Where's that for Solomon? And everybody you saw tonight. That is our show. Here every Tuesday night. I'm Cameron Esposito. Thank you guys so much for coming. Have a great rest of your night.
4: Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your-
0: Together, put your hands 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 together, get ready to laugh with your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to cut your hands together, put your hands together
2: Rachel Bloom You
4: all see my collection of men corpses and one woman
2: Felicia Day and Colton Dunn
4: You've seen me (coughs) have intercourse with a variety of species
2: It's a bummer Andy Daly You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice Thomas Middleditch
6: (laughs) Jesus, I mean (laughs) Jazos, ruler of the Eighth
2: Circle And that's just the beginning Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now Listen